Hebrews chapter number 6. It says, but without faith, it is impossible to please him. Notice what it says. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. And this morning, as we're already, what, three days in to a new year, it is very important for every single one of our lives that we make sure that we're starting this new year out right. And how is that? Well, that's by faith. For if it's, to, if it's this morning, if you and I are going in this new year without faith, well, it is going to be impossible for you and I to please Him. It's going to be impossible for you and I to diligently seek after Him. For without faith will not please the Lord, but rather will be more apt to please men if it was not for our faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. So here, here we read in Hebrews, but without faith it is impossible to please Him. For without faith, for without faith, one will be uh, uh, one will be ruled by fear. If you and I did not have faith, if you and I uh, did not have faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, we would have probably crawled up under a couch or under a tree and quit on God in fear uh, in 2020. Well, I want to tell you uh, this morning in this new year, it'll have to be our faith uh, that keeps us going. It'll have to be our faith uh, uh, that keeps us marching on uh, for the Lord Jesus Christ. And you and I must believe uh, that in the world of God, it is easily seen and easily declared that faith in Christ will always overrule our fears. The Lord told Joshua several times, be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed. And I want to tell you this morning when Jesus went in Mark chapter number 5 to the ruler's house, before Jesus went in to see that dead daughter, he looked at the ruler and said, be not afraid but only believe. I want to tell you this morning, if Jesus was to say one thing, it'd be that to mind in your heart this morning. Many people are still frightened and afraid of what January may hold. But can I tell you this morning, I'm thankful for those words of peace that Jesus said, be not afraid, only believe. This morning, I'm thankful. My hope ain't in Washington, but my hope is in the Lord. Uh, Jesus Christ and he never fails he never let me down and he's never let you down he's someone that you and I can stand on he's someone like the song said he is our shoulder uh, to lean on and notice here we're going to have to serve him by faith and if you and I are going to draw closer to God in 2021 it'll be by our Faith. If this church in a whole is going to please God in 2021, it'll be by faith. If we run off of fear, we'll not please God in 2021 as a church or as an individual. But our faith, our faith will overrule our fear. And notice here we find, we find, uh, notice here if we are going to please God as a Child of God, it'll be by our faith. For it is faith 
that we find in Hebrews chapter 11, verse number 6, that engages us to seek after God, to seek after Him. For let's read it here in verse number 6. But without faith, it is impossible to please Him. For he that cometh to God must believe that He is a rewarder, notice here, of them that diligently seek Him. And without faith this morning will not be found at all diligently seeking Him. I was interested in that word seek there in Hebrews chapter 11, verse number 6. And it does not, it does not mean what you and I think it would mean. For when we think of that word seek, we think about it means to look for or to search after. But when we read of that word seek in Hebrews chapter 11, verse number 6, it means to crave. Uh, to crave. So can I tell you this morning, it's going to be by our faith uh, that engages us to get hungry for God, uh, that wants to crave after God. I don't know about you, but by 8.30, 8.45, uh, my stomach's craving for something to eat. I want to tell you, it should be every day of our life when we wake up and our feet hit the floor that there's something in our body that's craving after Him, uh, to draw closer to Him and get all of Him that we can get. And I want to tell you this morning, it'll be only by our faith that we draw closer to Him in 2021 and crave after Him. Without faith, we will not please the Lord. Without faith, we will not pursue the Lord. Without faith, our priorities, not just you, but me and every child of God, without faith, our priority will not be the Lord in this new year. So I want to look here for a few moments at the Christian priority for 2021. For the more our faith increases, for the more our faith increases, our priority as a child of God will increase. More to Him. So notice here, I want to look at a few different things, four to be exact, uh, that God's put on my heart that every child of God needs to have a priority in this new year. First of all, I believe every child of God must have the Word of God. The Word of God must be a priority in mine and your life. If you want to please the Lord, as the writer Hebrews says, for without faith it is impossible to please Him. Well, I don't know about you, but I'd like to please God in 2021. I'm not interested in man's applause or, or man's approval, but I'm interested in pleasing the Lord Jesus Christ. Regardless of what happens in this new year, I want to please him. I want to magnify Him. I want to uplift Him. And I want to tell you the only way that I'm going to be able to do that, the only way you're going to be able to do that is to be devoted to God's Word. And let God's Word hold a high priority in mine and in your life. Notice here what we read in Psalms chapter number 119. Flip with me there if you will. Psalms chapter number 119 and verse number 105. Here's what we read. It says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light 
unto my path. If we're going to please him in this new year, the word of God must be a priority in our life. But I find it not only, not only does it have to be a priority, but it must be a path in mine, in your life. You know, you know, many people looking uh, right now for the next gadget to get on, to lead them uh, down a road, to get them to the next step in their life. But I want to tell you, as a child of God, we need God's Word to direct mine and your life. You better believe it this morning that if we get away from God's Word, we'll find ourselves fallen spiritually. We'll find ourselves, we'll find our home begin to crumble. We'll find our life begin to crumble. We'll find our family falling apart if we get away from God's Word. You wonder what's wrong with 2021 this new year or even back at the world in a whole. What's wrong with it? They drifted away from God's Word. And when one drifts away from God's Word, you better believe they ain't going to stay together long, but they're going to fall apart. God's Word is the glue that holds mine and your life together. God's Word is what keeps us connected to the Lord Himself. And notice here, we find here the psalmist says, Thy Word is a lamp. It is a lamp. I want to tell you, 2021 ain't going to be much brighter than 2020 or or even 2000 for the world's not going to get brighter. It's only going to get darker and darker as the day of the Lord approaches. But I want to tell you as a child of God, we don't have to live in darkness, but we can live in the light. And that is the Word of God this morning. It is. It is the best LED flashlight that you can buy. And it is God's Word. There'll be no shadows in your life if you devote yourself and I devote myself unto God's Word. In the darkest times of our life, the Word of God will bring light to the subject. Notice here we find we find in dark and wicked days there's nothing else better to lead us than what you've got in your life this morning. God's holy Word in a midst of a in a midst of a perverted world. That's what we're living in today. It ain't hard to see. We're living in a perverted world. But I want to tell you this morning, we got a pure word to guide our path. Look over with me in verse number one forty of Psalms one nineteen. The psalmist says, "Thy word is very pure; therefore, thy servant loveth." Many people don't love the Word of God because they ain't living right. You begin to live for God, you'll begin to love His Word. Why, preacher? Because you can't live for God if you don't read His Word. This Bible tells us how to live. Notice here, if we want to live a pure life before God, then we've got to put our face in His Word more than anything else. I want to ask you, and it's none of my business, just ponder on it. What do you do in your free time? 
How often do you pick up the Word of God in your free time? That ain't my business. That's yours this morning. But I want to tell you, the best thing that we can do as a child of God, and it's not easy for the flesh, but to pick up God's Word every chance that we get and to read His Word. We must remember in this new year that our lives may change even more. But we must remember God's words never changed. And it never will change. No matter who's in office at the White House, God's word will never change. No matter, no matter what laws they pass through Congress, no matter what, uh, no matter what uh, the courthouse may pass, God's word never changes. So therefore, in this new year, our, our, our ways don't have to change. You and I don't have to approve of what the world's doing if it contradicts the word of God. We must remember that God's word is settled. Notice here in verse number 89 of Psalms 119. The psalmist says, Forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. In other words, this morning, God's word wasn't just pop, popped in a man's mind one day and he wrote it down. God's word was settled in heaven. It was accomplished in heaven. It was brought forth in heaven. And people can change it, try to change it all they want to in this world, but that don't change the fact that it's still settled in heaven. I want to tell you this morning, you will, not change, you will not change the Bible to fit my life and your life. But the Bible will change your life to fit it. You can't begin to tear pages out of the Word of God that does not fit your life. But the Word of God will begin to shred things off of my life and your life that don't line up with this Bible. It is a forever settled book. It is an unchanging book. It is an undefeated book. And it is a Bible, a book that we must stand on. Despite that the world rejects it. Even though the world rejects this book, it has to be. It must be mine and your priority. God's word must set our everyday path. God's word must be our everyday priority. God's word is where we must look to find the most precious promises ever made to man. And that is from God. God's word is where our priority must be to be able to please him. If you want to please him this year, I want to please him this year. I want to tell you this morning, we're not going to please him. I'm not going to please him living in this world, doing the things of this world, acting like the world, but we're going to please him only if you and I stick to God's word. Stick to God's word. Number two, not only does God's word must be our priority, but God's witness must be our priority. God's witness must be a higher priority. Flip over to Matthew. 
Matthew chapter number 5, in verse number 16, our Lord says, But ye are, but your light, let your light so shine before men. In verse number 14, he says, Ye are the light of the world. A city that is set on the hill cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick that it giveth light unto all that are in the house. And then Jesus said this. He looks to those that are saved on that mountain hill. And he says in verse number 16, let your light so shine before men. That they see your good work and glorify your Father which is in heaven. I find that God's witness must be our priority in this new year. For the Lord said, let your light shine before men. Now, light in the Bible is a very important subject. For you remember what Jesus said in John chapter 8 and verse number 12. Jesus said, I am the light of the world. So the light in the Bible is a very, no doubt, important subject for you and I to study. For you and I to look at. For you and I to ponder on. One writer said this. He said, of all things created, of all things created, light is the most useful. For it is the very first thing that was brought into existence. When God said in Genesis, the first thing he said was, let there be light. And Jesus said, I am the light of the world. And then here in Matthew 5, on the Beatitudes, on that hill, the greatest sermon ever preached, Jesus looked down and said, let your light shine before men. Notice here, notice here, we see the importance of the light in verse number 16. For it, for it is what reflects Christ. When, when Jesus said to them, those that were saved, let your light shine. Jesus said, let me shine in your life. Let me shine in your life. Let our life reflect Christ. You know what? That is one of the greatest priorities is to let our life reflect Jesus in this new year. Well, preacher, how is that possible? It ain't possible if you don't put God's Word top priority in your life. For God's Word fills us up of Jesus and it will have nothing. We will not be able to help ourselves but to reflect Him in our everyday walk. Jesus said, let your light so shine. We are to let Christ shine through our witness but also our walk. In verse number 16, it says, so shine before men. Now that word men there, it, 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 it directs us to the world. It's not talking about a certain man, but Jesus says to those that are saved on that hill, He said, let your life, He said, let me shine through you. 
among this world. Among this dark world, let me shine through your everyday life. In a dark and dangerous world, the light of Jesus Christ no doubt needs to shine through you and I. One writer quoted this. He said, be careful how you live. He said, you will be the only Bible some people ever read. How powerful is that this morning? The people you and I come in contact with that are lost, they may never pick up a Bible, but could they see Jesus through me and you? It is a light that you and I cannot be ashamed of. To let shine. To let shine. Notice here for verse 14, Jesus said, You are the light of the world, a city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. He said, Neither do men put a candle under put it under a bush, but put it on a candlestick that it giveth light unto all that are in the house. Don't be ashamed of this light to let it shine. Paul said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. Let's don't be ashamed of him in this new year. Not only is God's witness must be our priority, but also God's worship. God's worship must be our priority in this new year. Go with me to Psalms chapter number 95. Psalms chapter number 95. In verse number 6, the psalmist says, Oh, come, let us worship. And bow down, let us kneel before the Lord, our Maker. Oh, what a priority is that. Oh, come, let us worship. Oh, come, let us worship. And bow down. And bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our Maker. Our greatest action as a child of God toward God is to worship. You know why you and I come to church? It's not to be seen, but it is to worship. It is to worship Him. For if we want to please Him, we must worship Him. For true worship pleases Him. Jesus told that woman at the well, them that worship must worship in spirit and in truth. Worship, true worship. Humble worship pleases the Lord. Worship must be our priority. Notice here. Worship must be our priority despite our problems. Now, there's not one in the God's house this morning that has not had problems this past year. Some of us, some of us has faced the darkest years back in 2020. But can I tell you this morning, even though, even though, even though for the flesh it is hard to worship in our problems, you and I must worship despite of what's going on around us and despite of our problems. What writer said, if we, if we worry, we worship worry. I want to tell you this morning, we all, we all have a tendency to worry every now and then. But can I tell you this morning, we must get our eyes on Jesus and worship Him and dwell on Him. Why? Because He, He cares. For our every need. 
God is still worthy to be worshipped. You remember the account in Acts chapter number 16 and verse number 23 through 25. Paul and Silas was cast into prison. The Bible said at midnight they sing praises unto God. But before that it said they laid many stripes on their back. And despite of these men of God had stripes by wicked men on their back and cast into prison and locked up and guarded, that did not stop their worship. I've been to people on their deathbed on the very last moments of their life and seen them worship God. How, how is that possible, preacher? Because God, something as big as God's on the inside of them. And can I tell you this morning, if something as big as God is living inside of us, why should we worry? Lastly, this morning... Our priority as a child of God this new year, no doubt, should be God's word, should be God's witness, should be God's worship. But our priority this year, this new year, 2021, should be God's will for our life. God's will for our life. And if God's word is not a priority, then God's will, listen, will never be a priority in our life. Because it's through God's word that you will find out God's will for your life. I'm not saying God speaks in an audible voice this morning. He made a son. But can I tell you, I've never heard an audible voice from God. Well, you say, preacher, you've never had God spoke to you? Yes, several times, but it's been through God's word. I talk to him through prayer. And I want to tell you, that's how it works this morning. That's how it works this morning. You want to talk to God, you can call him up anytime. You can pray anytime, any hour of the day, any night of the day. The prayer line's always open. But if you want God to speak to you, now I want God to speak to me, we better open up God's word because that's how he communicates to me and to you. God's will must be a priority, but God's word has to be one in order to find his will for our lives. The best place for a child of God to be in this new year is right in the center of God's will for their life. Well, preacher, what is God's will for my life? Well, I can't tell you this morning. I know God's particular will for your life. What can I tell you this morning? God has a will for every single one of us that are saved by God's amazing grace. 1 John chapter number 2, verse 15 John writes, love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. That's a God's will for every single one of us this morning. Is to love him more than anything that is in this world. Do you know this morning that things in this world, they're nice. I like nice things in this world. But do you know after time, they'll get a little scratch on them. They'll begin to wear, they'll begin to fade but can I tell you, as long as I've been serving Jesus, he's never faded. But it just gets brighter and sweeter each and every day. And can I tell you this morning, what is there to love in this world more than 
God. You mean, preacher, you love God more than them two boys sitting on the uh, church pews this morning? Absolutely, 100% I do. Because if it was not for God, they would not be here this morning. And God must hold top priority. And the deepest love in our heart must be to God. Because if I don't love God, I can't love them three right there. If I don't love God, I can't love this church, this congregation of this church. So can I tell you this morning, God has to hold top priority and top love in every single one of our hearts. God wants our deepest love and God wants to lead our lives. God wants to lead our lives. Go with me this morning. I'm done. Romans chapter number 12. Romans chapter number 12. I can't tell you this morning what God's distinct plan is for your life or God's distinct will for your life. But can I tell you that I can tell you God's will for every single one of our life as a child of God. And that's Romans 12, verse number one and two. Paul writes, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God. Here's God's will for mine and your life. Notice what it says. That you present your bodies a living sacrifice. Holy. Notice these three words. Acceptable unto God. You know, I've even done this before. We try to worry about if we're acceptable unto men. You and I would not waste one ounce of our worries on that. One, one ounce of our concern on that. We have to be acceptable unto God. Notice here, a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God. And by the way, if you're acceptable unto God, there's a good possibility you're not going to be accepted by men. Acceptable unto God. Notice what it says, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. That's God's will for every single one of our lives. Now, God may be calling you to teach a Sunday school or be a pastor or be a pastor's wife or whatever it may be, but can I tell you, I can't pinpoint that out in your life. But I can show you through God's word what God's will is for every single one of our life as a child of God. And that is to present our life unto him. Present our life unto him. And if you and I want to be pleasing unto him in this new year, then we've got to present ourselves unto him. We've got to be acceptable unto the Lord. I read this quote this morning. It said, live in such a way that those who know you but don't know God will come to know God because they know you. I want to ask you that this morning. When I read that, that hit me like a ton of bricks. How are we living? How are we living? The quote read, live in such a way that those who know you but don't know God will come to know God because they know you. 
I want to ask you this morning, is it your desire to live in such a way in 2021 that you'll be a light that'll shine in a dark and dying world? That you'll be a life that reflects Jesus Christ to those around you as we're standing this morning in God's church and God's house.